0: Back in the seventies, board games and improv theater had a baby and it was called the role-playing game. These games allowed a generation of kids to live out their dreams of slaying dragons and saving kingdoms, all while sitting in their bedrooms and basements. Today, gaming has moved into the cultural mainstream and role-playing games are back with a vengeance. Join us now As five of these former kids come out of the basement and onto the internet to experience adventure, mystery, and obscure pop culture references, it's time for Roll for Combat!
1: Hey there, welcome to Roll for Combat. I'm your GM and host, Stephen Glicker. And in this week's show, the boys continue their investigation of the murder of Darevol Creel, and they get a little bit closer. So this adventure had me thinking about level one adventures. Level one adventures are actually some of my favorite adventures, because not only are they by far the hardest to run, they're also the hardest to write as well. Because all stories need conflict, and it's really, really hard to make conflict for level one characters, because they're so incredibly delicate. Especially in Pathfinder and 3.5 in earlier versions of Dungeons & Dragons. Heck, I once had a wizard that had one hit point to give you an idea of how delicate these creatures can be. In Starfinder and in 5th edition D&D, they've actually managed to make them a little bit more hardy and they can take more than one or two hits without dying. But still, they have to be pretty strong. So I was thinking about this, and most level one adventures fall under one of three categories. You have a traditional dungeon crawl, you have a murder mystery, which is what this one is, and then you have a series of mini adventures. I'll go through each one real quick. The dungeon crawl is your traditional dungeon crawl. You basically go into a dungeon, you fight a lot of creatures, and then hopefully you survive and you make it to the next level. That one is one of the hardest ones to pull off because there's not a lot of low-level monsters, that are really challenging the other thing that's a problem is is that at level one the pcs are usually so weak that they can just miss even the best built level one pcs just really can't hit that much and usually do that much damage and one lucky hit from a monster will easily kill level one pc next is the murder mystery this is actually becoming very popular especially in adventure paths The thing about a murder mystery is is that it allows you to actually roleplay and get experience without actually having to really fight things. There's still conflict. You're actually going out and trying to figure out the story. It also gives you time to get to know each other if you're new to a party. And even if you know each other, you're new with your characters, so you can sort of roleplay with each other, gain experience, and maybe get to level two with little to minimum fighting. I'm seeing that very often in Adventure Paths now where the murder mystery is most, if not the entire story. This one, don't worry, there's more combat coming. In fact, the very first thing that happened was combat. If you notice, there's a lot of murder mystery going on. There's a lot of investigation. And they're getting experience while this occurs. The last one is the series of mini-adventures. These are very rare in adventure paths. These are more for society play, where you're playing in a convention. Those are really short one-hour adventures. The big advantage of these is you can do them in any order. So what they'll often do is publish, say, four or five mini-adventures, and then you can do them in any order, and each one's about an hour long. They also allow you to mix up the story and allow you to rotate people in and out if they only have an hour or two. So you see that a lot in society play, and I actually run a lot of those in Gen Con. So those are the three most common Level 1 adventures that I've encountered over the years. Of course, there's other types of adventures. These aren't the only ones. ...but these are the most common that I've encountered... ...and the ones that I find that are the most iconic. If there's others that you know of, please let me know. And at the end of the show, I'm going to give you my top three favorite level one adventures of all time. In addition, at the end of the show, I'm going to answer some viewer mail... ...and we're going to announce the next winner of the $1,000 podcast giveaway... ...where we're giving away a $25 Amazon gift card. Again, it's really simple to enter. All you need to do is submit a review on iTunes, or Stitcher, or Facebook, and then email us, and that's it. That's all you have to do, and then we'll randomly select the winner every week. And then at the beginning of December, we're going to take all the entries and select Grand Prizes, where you can win a $250 gift certificate, as well as a t-shirt. There's other prizes as well, and everyone who enters is also going to get a special prize. That's going to be really cool and unique, just made for Roll for Combat. So with that, let's get into the show. So last we left off, you were going to Mama Fats. You were looking over the delicious menu, and you were trying to find out more about the Level 21 crew and the Downside Kings, and I believe that's it.
2: And our contact, who was murdered, used to eat at this
0: restaurant, yes? Chris Beamer is playing the Lushunta operative Hiroji this is in his neighborhood?
1: Well, no, this isn't in his neighborhood. He lived in a nicer part of town. This part of town, like, this is level 21. The lower you go, the worse it gets. So he lives, oh, in, an right. area. He lives in an area that was okay. This area is much more run down. It's still fairly decent. But, yeah, you actually went to his apartment, checked it out, and you saw a takeout container. You'll remember this now that you see it. I believe it was you who saw it, her Rogi. Hiroji, and you saw the Mama Fats takeout container, and you're about to enter the establishment. It's a kind of a bodega slash, like kind of sit-down takeout diner type place.
2: Kind of a Blade Runner place where you sit and get the noodles.
1: Yeah, exactly.
3: All right, is it this one over here?
1: Yep, yep. Are you? Well, actually, Mama
3: herself, a sassy street street smart uh, woman of the woman
0: for everyone. Bob Marquis is playing the human envoy, Rusty
1: Carter. It, she could be. Well, what do you guys do? Looks like Rusty and Mo are right You're there. Kind the of split up. It looks like. Yeah. yeah, you guys are split up, but um, it looks like there's a couple of guys standing out, sitting outside, enjoying a meal, and now it looks like you guys are going inside.
3: I sit down and I order lunch.
1: All right. Well, it's actually dinner time.
3: I no. I want to order lunch anyway.
1: Okay. I'm, I want to see if they let the rat
0: into the diner. John Statz is playing the Vesk soldier, Mo Dupinsky.
1: I'm going to put Cheddar. I'm going to leave Cheddar outside. Uh, they probably don't serve his kind here, so <laughs> too but messy right, to clean up. On, put him on
0: patrol for now. Jason McDonald is playing the Ahsoki mechanic, Tuttle Blacktail, and his drone, Cheddar.
2: The the uh, the B rating that they had on the on the wall immediately turns into a. That's an F. <laughs> as soon as the rat walks in.
1: <laughs> the rat. So, yeah, you sit down, and sure enough, there's a couple patrons eating at the counter. You see a large female halfling. You presume that's probably Mama Fats. And she comes over to you, drops off some menus, and she's like, I'll be with you guys in a hu- in a second, honey. And you guys can check out the menus if you wish. Yes. Let's see, we got a whole bunch of nice things down here. You got yeast steak, iguana chicken, gak, spoo, poplars, tart candy, roasted spider soup, fish biscuits, blood pie, roasted targ, soylent red, yellow, and green. <laughs> ha! And in the drinks you have spice coffee, blood wine, pangalactic gargle blasters, brondo, Victory Gin, Vesper, Screaming Viking, Blue Milk, Slusho, Nuka Cola, Banana Onion Juice, and Prune Juice, of course. Hmm, The Drink of Warriors. And And on the the kids' meal, chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese, like every restaurant in the universe. (laughs) (laughs) That's right.
3: What kind of people is the Soylent Yellow made out of?
1: The Soylent Yellow is made out of rats, maybe. Oh, I'll have that then. Okay, okay. The silent Yellow, here, I'll give you a uh, list out the, the menu so you can see it.
2: Only the silent Green was made out of people. Well, it was made out of human people. That's right.
1: <laughs> she comes back over after a few minutes of you guys looking over the menu. Is there anything? She's like, so what can I get you fellers?
2: I will have a slush out because you can't have just six. Okay. That's right.
1: I'll have a screaming Viking myself. Anyone else? She keeps going uh, down spice the line. Spiced
2: coffee
3: for me. I'm hoping to uh, become the chosen one.
1: <laughs> and what about the rat?
3: Jeez, I guess the fish biscuits sound good.
4: Oh, I was hoping for soy- uh, Soylent
1: Yellow. We'd have a cannibal. <laughs> they don't have a cheese platter? A <laughs> Ahsoki and rat are not the same thing. They look very similar, but they- I am not a rat. They taste
3: identical, though.
1: So she's like, all right, I'll be right back with your orders. And she sort of uh, puts down water for all of you. Uh, she goes into the back again. You see people just sort of uh, enjoying their meals. It seems like uh, definitely a down-home type of local establishment. Nothing out of the ordinary. Do you guys do anything while you wait?
4: Yeah. So Moax, he, he asks everybody,
2: um, "What are we here for?" I forget. Uh, this. Well, this uh, this our contact who was murdered. <laughs> this he used to come here, so maybe we can find out more about him from from this uh, the owner.
3: To be precise, we're actually looking for the leader of the level 21 crew while we're down here on level 21. I believe his name is actually Frenzy Nazix, which, let's be honest, naming yourself Frenzy is really trying a little too hard. But at the same time, he's actually down here somewhere and we're looking for his nightclub headquarters. It's better than Taserface. It is better than Taserface.
1: Actually, Frenzy was the downside Kings. It was uh, Jabrox, the level 21 crew. Ah, oh, my apologies. You're right. That is correct. So, okay, after, like, a couple of minutes, she comes out with your orders, puts it down. It looks uh, very homemade. Looks like a lot of love and care was put into each one of your dishes. Mm. And she's like, just let me know if there's anything else you need, honey.
2: Yeah, there might be, actually. Um, maybe you can help us out with something. We had a friend who, uh, who, who just passed away recently. Who used to come here a lot. You might know him. Uh, Durval Creole.
1: She's like, oh, Duraville? Yeah, he was a regular here. Poor thing. He died? Hmm, that's a he shame. Did.
2: He did. Unfortunately, he met a, a violent uh, death. There's a lot of crime in this city sometimes. So we're just trying to possibly get some information. Was he? Did he come
1: here a lot? She's like, well, yeah. I mean, he was a regular. I wouldn't say he was here any more or less than our, most of our regulars. But, yeah, he seemed to like the food. Often he'd get it delivered. Bring takeout
3: well we also actually want to be able to notify his friends and his contacts around here uh you wouldn't happen to know where a gentleman by the name of jabrocks happens to live
1: she looks at you and sort of gives you like an inquisical look and then disappears and she's like i don't seem to know anyone by that name
3: Eh, i went straight for the source rather than being subtle Uh, you're gonna have to talk her up uh diplomacy roll next time not a problem
1: She's like, oh, excuse me one second. I just got to check something in the kitchen. And then she walks away into the back room. All right. Yeah. She definitely noticed something when you said that name. I don't know if it's good or bad, but you definitely, something uh, sparkled in her eye when you said that. Well, among other things, she said you got delivery a lot. Is there like a delivery person? Could the delivery person maybe be somebody we should be looking for? Something to ask when she comes back.
4: That's a good thought. I'm gonna un uh, my hammer and just put it on my lap, you know, underneath the uh the counter just uh just in case. So
2: I'm gonna who's the, who's this guy over here, Austin. Is that just a guy?
1: Yeah, it's just some guy drinking his eating his soup, minding his own business.
2: All right. So would it be possible to like make a stealth and like sneak over here?
1: What what are you trying to do? Yeah, go
4: under our our seats there. See if, if yeah, that Well, you're
3: behind the counter. I could use <laughs> some oh. coffee if you don't mind. Uh, you I'm not up. tipping though. Oh for well, definitely
1: not because like the the back is open. It's like one of those diners. Like I mean, yeah. Like if you crawl on your knees and try to like completely stealth, yeah. But you're gonna get caught the second she comes back out. Well uh, I was just trying to see second.
2: if she was like maybe making a phone call to someone.
1: Um, you could actually see through, and it looks like she's just talking to the cook and okay. doing nothing except just bringing some food out.
2: All right, so it wasn't like she was like as soon as we said that she went back there to to, to call someone. Okay.
1: Mm, you don't think so. I mean, who knows? She could be doing it uh telepathically mm-hmm. for all you know. I mean, who knows what weird I mean, things yeah. they have in their brains in this future.
3: Okay, well, there's really only one move I can do at this point. When she brings my food, I got to do the Blues Brothers bit, whip off my sunglasses and say, "Hey, baby."
1: Well, she's, uh, yeah. she brings some other food to some other patrons, and then she comes back and asks if there's anything else she can do for you, honey.
3: Oh, there's so much you could do for me, woman like yourself. Ugh, don't even get me started.
1: <laughs> it's a smooth talker. She's like, I don't know, honey. I'm at least 100 years older than you. I can be your great-great-great-grandmother.
3: Oh, it's not the years. It's the mileage, and I've been around, and I'd like to be around you.
1: Oh, smooth. <laughs> she's like, I've been around, too. You're a baby compared to me. I don't think you could handle me.
3: Well, maybe I couldn't. I can see you're a woman of substance, unlike all the rest of the ones around here.
4: Rusty's rowing 20s on the diplomacy diet She's like, oh, you're sweet, sugar.
3: I'm getting at a 26 diplomacy roll.
1: That's a pretty good diplomacy roll. She says, well, how did you know about uh Creel.
3: Oh, we go way back. Actually, he's the one who even sent notes to all of us personally to come and visit him. And actually, he said he might even have some work for us. I mean, obviously, I assume that that's one of the reasons that, you know, he wanted us to talk to his business partners so that we could actually work together from here on in.
1: Oh, well, in that case, yeah, I mean, Creel, he came in a lot. We were good friends with him. He was uh, tight with the uh, locals, if you know what I mean. I don't know exactly what he did. I know he worked in the mining community and he was pretty outspoken. But you uh, wouldn't happen to, oh, I don't know, have a little of, uh, identification on you—something that showed that you actually knew Creel and his friends?
3: Actually, I probably do. We, uh,
2: probably we all do, do. have a
3: message he sent us, right?
2: Well, wait. No, we have something else, though. We have a.
3: Oh, we have his pad. Go.
2: We have his pad. We also have our Pathfinder uh, trainee identification card, right? Didn't we get the the pad? Could backfire. The pad could be like we stole it from when we killed
3: him, though. Yeah, and the. Well, I I show him the invitation he sent to me to come see him to start.
2: Oh, but wait, we got something else too. We have an, a goal, a metal plated down, uh, uh, down not downside kings, a metal plated uh, twenty one. Card, don't we? Oh yeah, we have some. We do. We have one that's got an ace on one side and a, and a king on the other. Actually, a ten, an ace or a ten, ace and a ten.
3: But yeah, we have right. like three of those. Actually, don't
1: we? You have one. You have one made out of metal.
3: So let's let's show her that.
1: Okay. Do you show her that?
3: There
2: you go
1: yes. As soon as you show that to her, she looks at it right away. She holds out her hand. Do You give it to her. Sure. She holds out her hand. She palms it right away. Suddenly, her. Our happy and lo- joyful demeanor changes to something much more serious. And she looks at you and says, you were friends of Creel. Be here tomorrow, closing. So anything else you need, honey?
3: <laughs> um, Actually, I'd love to scream and
2: 2 a.m. All right, we'll be here tomorrow at 1.59 a.m.
1: She's like, sounds good. That's when our best food is often served because we usually give bigger portions to get rid of the extras.
2: Ooh, and I want my five other slushos to go, please. Thank you.
1: Okay, <laughs> you got it. She like puts it together, sort of like a two-go cup, like the Starbucks where you get the whole like little uh, tray.
4: Mo is going to take a look around and see if anybody's uh, listening into our conversation. Uh, is that a
1: perception roll? Sure. Yep. Or sense motive. Both will work actually. Ooh, seven. Looks. You notice that you're sitting in a diner having food, and there's some friends with you. That's
4: about it. Yeah. And, and, and don't forget the uh, Screaming Viking. That that does
3: not go. Oh, she's missed.
1: bringing that. Uh, she's bringing out the Screaming Viking right now, and your five other slushos.
3: Now, uh, Actually, Steve, I'll need a ruling on this one. Can I try and just, like, sort of be friendly to the people around the cantina? I'm sorry, excuse me, the bodega, and just go for a gather information check without specifically asking any questions? Basically, I want rumors or whatever.
1: Yeah, sure, definitely. That's 100%. Um, I mean, for your character especially, because you're an envoy and human, you know, like the most populous class on this station.
3: You mean the greatest race in the universe?
1: Well... At least in Absalon Station, maybe. For now. For now, yes, yeah, until the vests take over, where the rats rise up.
3: Yes, well, they would come up from the floor, that's true.
1: That's the only where they can go, is up. Yeah, sure, you could just just general. I'm, I'm sensing in. some hostility here. Racists around here.
3: No, no, look, hey, you know, rats are, I'm sure, decent people. That's fine.
1: We all know the Shintar, the uh, superior I did, a- You say it, but I don't, think, I don't sense that that's very sincere.
3: Uh, My first diplomacy was a 10. Not very good for my gathering information.
1: Yeah, you don't really gather any information. You gather information is that this food is actually pretty good. And as you're eating it, I presume you're eating it, and it is surprisingly pretty good. It's definitely a little bit more greasy than you would expect, but um, definitely some of the best soylent. What did you have, red, green? I had yellow. Yellow. Definitely some of the best soylent yellow you've had in quite some time. And the and the drinks are surprisingly strong.
3: All right, asking around is my thing. All you guys. All right. Well, I, I think
2: we should just basically call it a night and then go come back here. Wait, do we? What time is it now? Does she want us to come here at like closing time today?
1: Like, no. You have a full day. You're gonna have a full day. Okay. It's closing time tomorrow, so it's basically dinner time. So you'll have one day to kind of do whatever you want. You'll also get all healed up, which of course I
2: know you'll like. So, I mean, she's our best lead at this point. I, we should, I don't think we should just go back to the hotel.
1: Alright, so you guys can pay the bill. Oh wait, we have to pay? Oh yeah, it's not free. Right. It's not yeah. that much. I mean it's like it comes out to like between the three of you guys. It's like uh four of you guys. It's um uh it's like twelve credits. It's not that
3: much. I recall the Vesque offered to pay, so thanks, John.
4: Uh, yeah, I got to go to the bathroom right now.
3: Uh, <laughs> alligator <laughs> arms.
4: Yeah. When the check comes, uh, someone pick it up, you know, <laughs>
1: you look, I left my wallet and my other cheek pouch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know it's a stereotype for someone who looks like a crocodile, but you do have the alligator arms. There <laughs> fashion. Sorry. Yeah. I have no money, so <laughs> someone's got to pay.
4: I you do guys. have money. You know what? I'll, I'll pay it. I'll pay it. Take it from, uh, Mo. Uh,
1: thank you. A second. Technically, we all got money, so the whole "I don't have money" thing doesn't
2: wash. Yeah. Well, uh, there was 150 credits times three, not times four. I do remember that also, right?
1: Yeah, but you also got 200 bucks, 200 credits for signing. Yeah, we all got the Pathfinder or the Starfinder initiation signing thing. bonus. Yeah. You have 183 credits. Mo has three, $433. Right. Now. That's well, 400. I I'm saving up for weapons. So, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I have nothing to spend money on. Sure. All
1: right. So, okay. So she takes the bill, takes a check. She just gives you kind of a little nod and she says, I'll see you tomorrow night. Closing.
4: I'm going to look and see what time closing is
1: 2 a.m. Did, did Rusty get the digits? No. Yeah, no, I want to know that too. No. You definitely did not.
2: Well, she's like probably like 70 years old or
1: something,
3: right? More like 100.
1: Oh, no, she, yeah. I mean, yeah, she's a halfling. She's pretty old. And she was, she's old for the halfling. Like she's, uh, so she's, she's much older than all of you. Aren't you guys all like, she's 11 to one? Yes. Aren't you all like 18, 19, 20 years old? You're all like, pretty geez. young.
2: Yep. That's true.
1: Well, with that, you'll have like a full day. Um, you guys can go back to the hotel. You can do more research. You want to buy some stuff. Like, what are you thinking, John? Stop eating uh, the mic. Re-
2: research.
4: Mo has no computer skills, so research is probably. Yeah, research is not his forte. So
1: we did a lot of research. I actually have the chance to be productive. I would like to actually mount the uh, pistol. Actually, I'm going to mount my my pistol on Cheddar. In the weapons mount and then i'll use the laser pistol that i got from the first fight as my weapon from now on nice so cheddar can shoot a gun yeah cheddar will now be able to shoot a gun as well that's i had a weapon mount i just didn't have enough money for a for a gun when we first started
4: oh that's funny
3: how many days is it until the robot uprising
1: yeah does he dual do real- wheel? i am forbidden from actually giving you that information <laughs> <laughs> i just remember that somebody had some uncomplimentary things to say about isoki Right. I remember that, too. I noted that.
3: I have no memory of that whatsoever.
1: I
2: mean, I I, I actually don't know. I think this is our best lead, right? I don't know if we even have any other leads. We searched his house. I mean, we could go mess with the Upside Down Kings, but it seems like we should talk to these people first so we can, you know... Uh,
3: We could go to the Downside Kings nightclub, which is called the Fusion Queen, and just have some drinks and look around. Mmm... Don't be, it's going to be fine. Mo is buying.
4: Sounds like trouble. No, no, it's, no, no.
1: It sounds like trouble to me. The
4: sun is setting Mo is on Moe's like Mo's 350 credits. Don't worry about it. He's
3: fine.
1: We might not want to go into enemy, what feels like enemy territory until we have more information. Yeah, yeah.
3: There's an argument going in before we've done anything means they literally won't have any idea who we are.
4: Except the firefight in the public square that we kind of turned the yeah, time. Yeah, their
3: battle. guys died, right? No witnesses.
2: Didn't yeah someone I think someone might have gotten away I don't recall though
4: yeah they're, they're, they're stationed security cameras. I don't know how secure this place is.
3: It was um, on Instagram Wow well, yeah YouTube
4: and mo posted on Facebook you know his first few kills you know in the hub so
3: and I really wish you guys hadn't added me to check in.
4: Mo is happy going back to the suite and we're just yeah. waiting. killing wait. downside
1: kings at Absalom yeah. Station.
4: Frankly, I, I like the idea of we're just waiting to the. Uh, I mean, we paid for the suites, you know, I might as well uh, enjoy them and come
1: back here at closing time. I'm actually digging through the rules to figure out how long it takes to modify my drone. I think it's one hour. Okay. So, wait, are you going to put the tactical pistol on your drone and then you are going to use the laser pistol? Yeah, the semi-auto is gonna go on Cheddar because it's shorter range. So he's gonna—I'm gonna have him get up close and personal, and I can sit there with the pistol that has the 80-foot range and just pew, pew, pew away.
2: Yeah, so he can, like, charge up and fire as he's coming, charging up, and then when he gets close enough, you can beat him with a pipe.
1: <laughs> right? It's a, it's a thing. Yeah, it's, a, it's a thing of beauty.
2: <laughs> Does he have a pipe also? He's got both, right? Yes,
1: he's got, well, it's officially it's a club, but yes, a he's, he's got, basically got a big pipe to hit people. With. Wow. Until he gets something more sophisticated. Is his source now, of
2: light a, a torch? <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. It's got a lead pipe. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Uh,
0: he's he's uh, even more gangster than Mo, possibly.
4: <laughs> yeah. Um, if he's not dual wield, uh, I don't know. Let me know if you need another laser pistol.
1: Well, actually, that's the weird thing with Starfinder. Everyone's kind of dual wield, uh, because you can you can have weapons in both hands and you can attack with both. It's just a minus four to each attack. That's all there is.
2: And there is a feat that makes like minus two instead of minus four, something, something like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's very different. Like, you don't have to go crazy to dual wield, you just do it. And then if you want to attack twice, you just attack twice. But just to, just to clarify, John, Cheddar, the, the drones, the weapon mounts are ranged weapon mount or melee weapon mount. And, he has, and Cheddar has one of each. So I can't dual wield pistols.
2: That's awesome, though. I like that a lot. Well, I can
1: modify my drone, so theoretically down the road, I could actually put two pistols on them down the road, but for now, I got one melee and one and one ranged. Like, the operative, they get special. They could do, like, three, four attacks, and I think the soldier can, too. Like, there's a couple, but basically everyone starts off with either one attack or two attacks and minus four, and that's it. And then there's ways to modify it, but it's not like the old days where you have to be specially trained to do... Um, Two, two weapon fighting, things like that. All right, so I'm gonna keep you guys here. And what do you wanna do with your free time? If you say you go back to your room, you still have some time. I put the tactical pistol on Cheddar for you. I gave you the laser pistol, Tuttle. So do you wanna do anything during the day? You have some credits if you wanna go shopping. If you guys are looking to change weapons or upgrade or modify your armor, things like that. I might want to go pick up a spare battery for the pistol. I mean, I realize we can charge the battery at the hotel, but just in case we get into an extended skirmish where I can't charge the battery, I'll probably want to buy another battery. Yeah, sure. There's like vending machines everywhere. You can That's like nothing to get another battery. I, I do not want to spend any money, I don't
3: think. No, I'm not shopping. Uh, I'm fine with the attitude of of a little bit of a fast-forward of. Tomorrow we hang out, and then we go at the end of business two meters. her.
1: Yeah, I have no problem with that. I just wanted to see if you wanted to do anything Actually, like I do information want, uh, to, or face Google or go. any of that stuff. Where do I have my money on this sheet? I can tell you what you have. You have... Hold on. I'll give you a breakdown. So Tuttle... 384 credits mo is 433 rusty is 377 Hiroji has 183
2: credits Mm -hmm. how much is a i want to buy a uh, healing serum mark one another one 50 they're cheap Uh, actually i'm gonna buy two of those okay so i'm down to 83
4: uh mo is gonna get a couple of those too those are good to have yeah that sounds like a good thing to have
1: all right so hiroji buys two how many does mo buy
4: He's buying two, so now his total is 333, which is perfect.
1: Although anybody looking
4: through my pockets and looking at 333 credits, they might suspect him to be a demon, so. Well,
1: half a one. You have that, the extra battery, are you buying that total? Yeah, I'll take the extra battery. And you know what, I'll take a healing serum, too. I mean, I don't expect to be on the front lines as much, but it's certainly not a bad idea to have some. Yeah. After I got roughed up last time, it set on fire. I'm like, yeah, I
2: don't
3: want that to happen again anytime soon.
1: Anything for Rusty?
3: Nope, I am spending no money. Whitening strips for his teeth.
1: Are you saving your oh, money?
3: They're already perfect. What are you white? saving your don't money for? Are
1: you, are you trying to get another construct? Are you yeah, trying to make a sick. robot army? <laughs> he's got a hidden agenda. He definitely does.
3: No, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a frugal man. I'm not showy. I want to hold on to my money and build for a better future. That's all.
4: Right, and when Mo watches him die, he's going to loot all that money. So.
3: Oh, I am password protecting all of my credit sticks so that they're unusable after my death. (laughs) Oh, 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 oh!
4: Computer hackers. That's a two very good uh, hackers.
3: Wow,
2: where's the trust? Where's the trust? It's cute that you think that'll protect you. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even use this excuse of saving for a rainy day since it never rains on Epsilon Station.
3: I, I'm saving it for a better future. You know, I'm I'm a peaceful man. I'm really hoping after adventuring to meet a nice person and settle down. Maybe on a farm somewhere.
2: I am collecting donations for a Listen to, um orphanage fund.
3: That's so funny. I also ha- contribute to an <laughs> orphanage. Huh. Excellent.
1: All right, so... If you guys want to fast forward, if you're done buying your stuff, which you can, they're literally everywhere. It's no problem. You can fast forward and come here at a little before 2 a.m.
3: Yep. Excellent.
1: Okay. So you come back to Mama Fats. As you said before, it's a little bit before 2. Seems to be like a couple of stragglers left, but they're all paying their checks and leaving. And what do you do? I think we walk in, yeah
3: walk in and say, hey, mama, what's the late night special?
1: So she sees you all and says, ah, nice of you to come. Here's your takeout order. And she gives you a couple of bags of takeout. And she says, the address is on the slip in case you forget where you live. And she's like, don't worry. It's already been taken care of. I'll see you later.
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. We can deliver. We can make a delivery.
3: Now, I'm, I'm going to ask where the address is, but I also want to make sure, do we all have the same address on ours? Or is she sending us off on side missions?
1: You all have, it's, uh, it's, it's only one address on the bags of food.
2: All right, let's, let's go there. I expect a big tip.
1: <laughs> so, it actually go the address is actually in a sort of an odd location. It's actually in the park side, which is the, one of the nicest parts of the station. And it seems like the address is specifying a bench and a fountain area in one of the parks. You actually are familiar with where this is, or you can find out. And it's about 30 minutes away by public transportation. Interesting. All right, let's let's do it. All right, so do you guys go to the park? Yes, we do.
4: Uh, Before we go there, uh, Mo wants to look into the bag and find out what's in the bag.
1: You look in the bag, and it appears to be food. Unless you, like, dig into it and open up every container.
2: And you do hear a strange ticking noise, but... Yeah, Uh, I'm
4: going to smell to see if there's anything unusual about it. And my perception is a 12, so...
3: Just to check, what is is the level of your lizard-smelling ability?
4: Nothing special. Lizards (laughs) are not uh, the most visual creatures. Yeah, they're not the most olfactory, uh, gifted.
3: Uh, Hiroji, can you just, like, rub those antennas of yours over them? Would that do anything?
2: Mm, You need to study about different races.
1: So you, uh, you smell the food. It smells like food. It smells exactly like the food you had before. Um, yeah, there's really nothing appears to be outlandish about this food, and it doesn't look like there's anything nefarious in the container it literally is food
4: do you guys uh, object to me holding the food no
2: nope, you can be the bag man
1: i'll be the bag man okay so you can take the public transportation to the park it's a very nice park it's actually this is like the rich area very public as you can imagine there's trees and fountains it's like little furry animals running around. It's lovely. It's a lovely part of the station. Excellent. Quite different from everything else. And sure enough, you see the bench in which is referenced to in the um address. And you see a male Yosoki rat. Uh oh, sorry. <laughs> Yusoki. Uh it's it's just habit. Uh sitting there. Um, sort of just feeding the small animals, not paying any attention. And from what you can tell, it just appears to be who ordered the food.
3: And I'm looking at the picture of this guy, and as far as I can tell, is he's cyborg Herman Guring rat.
1: Looks like a chihuahua more than a <laughs> rat.
3: He <laughs> does have implants.
1: Yeah, he has... One normal eye, which is red, and then he has one cyborg eye, which is also red. And yeah, he's sort of a he sort of looks like a chipmunk more than a traditional usoki. but he's just standing there feeding the smaller animals, a rat feeding the pigeons. How ironic! Wow, yeah. Uh, if you boys want to
4: split up, I don't know if you want to, I'm gonna walk this over to him. Um
1: no, Maybe I think we're. Out, or, I think, or, we actually, I, think we I should go, go together, along. Yeah. A friendly face
2: might help. I think we're invited. I think we're. I think we're. I think we're. We're good.
3: Yeah. All right. If we go in like we have bodyguards in the background, that might make them nervous too.
4: Right. Well, uh, if that's uh, with that said, uh, Mo's going to walk over to uh, uh,
1: Jabraxus. Okay. You walk over. He just seems to be again feeding the pigeons. We're space pigeons. As you walk over with the food, he looks up and he goes, Ah, is that my order from Mama Fat? This is it.
4: Yes, it's, it might be a little cold. It's, it's a half hour in the bag, but uh, that's what we got. Did you spill the sauce? No. Sauce on side, though. <laughs> that was the <stuff. laughs> uh, sauce.
1: He's, he looks at you and he says, Ah, yes, thank you very much. And he takes the bag, he looks up, he says... Five people to deliver the food. That's quite interesting.
4: We are diligent and vigilant with our delivery,
1: sir. You never know who might try to harm your food while it's in transit. He says, ah, oh, yes. Many people have been harmed recently while delivering various items.
2: Are you Jabra? Am I? Are you Jabra?:
1: Ah, uh, yes, yes. It's, that's the name on the food. Well, oh, it actually, is? Okay. All right. He, actually, it's not the name of the food. He just says that because he's being cool. Why don't you uh, have a seat and uh, share the food with me? I do hate eating alone.
2: Okay. Oh, you don't have to ask right me there. twice. Oh, <laughs> dang <it>.
1: Free meal. <laughs> There's actually enough room on the bench for, well, four of you. I guess one of you will have to stand.
3: Well, you know, chowder doesn't really count.
1: Chowder. Did you just call him chowder? Chowder.
2: <laughs> he called, he did call it him chowder. could
4: be chowder. Yeah, there's no, there's no vowels there, so yeah, C H D R R could be chowder. That's true, because
2: it's contracted. There's no W in there. There should be a W though, right? Yeah.
3: Well, an O U. So let's not worry about it. I'll just yeah. call him, you know, something. Mobile trash can. Is that what you call?
1: So while you guys are arguing the semantics of Cheddar's name, he's uh, taking out the various containers and laying them out. And obviously, there's more than enough for all of you to eat, as if he anticipated this meeting. Excellent. He also pours what appears to be quite pungent alcohol you could smell from here into clear glasses. Did he even anticipate a little can of oil for, ch- for cheddar? See, now I almost called him Chowder. <laughs> <Damn> it. <laughs> hey, it! Chowder! You, you can't blame us.
3: It's perfectly reasonable. Now, does he actually himself appear to have been a little pre-intoxicated uh, before we got here?
1: No, definitely not. He appears to okay. be
3: quite sharp.
4: Moe is going to be a teetotaler. Uh, he doesn't quite trust this person
2: uh, Yeah. Um, this is the, okay, the 20, 21, what's, the, what's their gang called? The 21 Club, right? The level 21 crew. Level 21 crew.
1: So anyhow, he pulls out a glass for each of you and says, don't worry, it's just some bathtub moonshine that I make. Unless you're uh, wimpy. Uh, I advise you to take a little slow. And he looks at each of one you, and he says, "Jester of hospitality, two new friends." And he like raises his glass and takes a swig. Cheers! And I take it in one shot. What are you doing, Mo? Are you going to be teetotaler?
4: Yeah, he's going to fake sip some. He's not. He's actually not going to ingest any. He's he's going to fake it.
1: Okay. What about Tuttle and uh, Rusty? I'll take a
3: drink, but not in a showy
1: way. Is Tuttle? Uh, Tuttle doesn't wish to offend a fellow Isoki, so he's gonna go along with it. Okay, so you all take the shot. Sure enough, you don't have to do any fortitude saves, but close. It's definitely strong moonshine, and it just takes, tastes like paint thinner, mm-hmm. with a little bit of a tang of citrus, if you will. Mm-hmm. So with that, he starts eating and looking down at his food and says, so what do I owe this call? you wish to see me
2: yes we do wish to see you because we have a mutual friend who was murdered by the upside down kings
1: hmm.
3: and we also have mutual friends who are not particularly well disposed towards astral extradition extradition oh god i'm gonna get this wrong forever astral extractions
1: so who wants to do diplomacy um I'll rusty
2: does role. and i will assist how about that can you assist do you have a point actually i don't have a point i can't assist
3: (laughs) are any of you do any of you have the personality of a five-year-old
2: i have more than a 10 charisma so yeah
3: all right i i I have some i could roll it untrained all right i am being friendly to this man i'm making a diplomacy check
2: i think i can assist untrained though right because it's not a trained skill thing it doesn't say trained only
3: steve
1: yeah if it's not trained then you can do it sure i got a plus two
3: If you could all assist me, then, great.
1: Uh, Tuttle's life mission is to offend people, so no.
3: And Vesk's just aren't very nice. Okay, cool.
2: So that actually doesn't seem to be doing my pluses correctly, because I, I get a plus one to every skill. And a plus one for Charisma.
3: Y- your roll made us all it don't, look it, bad. It, it don't matter. <laughs> your roll of a three it don't matter. It don't matter. our your diplomatic don't, efforts. Yeah. You, got, you, you had a party.
1: five. Yeah. You had a five, so.
3: Right, right, that's fine. So... There so my go. roll of a twenty-four—that wow. was a little more what we were looking for. Nice, rusty with the silver tongue, and yet he's going to try and ignore the fact that you just threw a drink in his face. I
1: know it's like, yeah, I think you—I think you got the Larry David assist there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're starting to talk, and then you start coughing. You're like, yeah, let cough. me. Oh <laughs> my God,
2: what is this crap I
3: just drank?
1: <laughs> he looks at you and says, "Ah, uh, yes, our mutual friend Creel. He was." Brutally murdered by the Downside Kings. I believe you were there.
2: We were there. We, we witnessed it all, and we came to his defense.
1: So I heard. How did you get our calling card, if I may ask?
2: That was the possession of uh, Creole.
1: I see. Friends to the end. So you wish to have what vengeance?
2: Vengeance, and we're investigating his murder. So the people who are responsible for this murder and who just basically shot at us as soon as we stepped on the station, uh, they need to be hunted down and eliminated.
3: And not to put too fine a point on it, but, you know, we work for a living and we're interested in business opportunities.
1: Well, the level 21 isn't hiring right now. However... There can be money in taking out rival gangs, especially ones dealing with so many illegal and lucrative activities as the Downside Kings. I would be happy to fill in any gaps of your knowledge. I believe you know where the King's hideout is.
2: Well, of course, the Fusion Queen. In the puddles, right? We heard that. Are they in the puddles?
1: Yes. Your friend there did mention the Fusion Queen. That is correct. Right. From what I know, that the kings specifically were sent to kill your friend. We have been hired by the Hard Scrabble Collective to protect all members of the Hardscrabble, and we were there to watch over him. However, the Downside Kings took us by surprise and managed to shoot your friend much faster than we anticipated. We are, unfortunately, a little depressed about that. But... Nothing can be done. However, if you have no beef with level 21 or the Heart Scrabble Collective, I have no beef with you.
2: Yeah, I think we're very much on the same side on
1: this. Excellent. So if I were to happen to tell you that the Downside Kings hang out at the Fusion Queen and have a back room with some of their gang members, and in fact... Maybe even the leader herself will be there with her male Vesk soldier bodyguard. What would you do with that information, you think?
3: Well, obviously we're very unhappy to know that such disreputable people are walking around free.
1: Yes, it is a shame. People like that really shouldn't be let to live, should they?
3: I agree with that. What's the leader's name? Frenzy. It's Taserface. (laughs)
1: taser face face, pretty much oh that's right i assume reported to the authorities is not the answer you're looking for the authorities will do nothing about this in fact didn't the authorities already thoroughly investigate this and what came of this nothing nothing they dragged their heels and
3: i'm sure if called they'll clean up anything that's left at the fusion queen
1: oh the fusion queen yes I would mention, however, that the Fusion Queen is an actual honest-to-God nightclub, and that many of the people in there are innocents. I would not suggest you harm any of them, as they have nothing to do with this. And most people don't even know about the gang headquarters at the Fusion Queen. So be careful and selective in who you decide to discipline.
3: So you're saying no to our committing a terrorist act on the nightclub? Okay.
2: So, don't just open, fling open the door and chuck grenades in.
3: Because that's
2: what I was thinking.
3: No, good tip. That's good to know.
1: I would also mention that Hatchbuster, the bodyguard, is no slouch. We have often thought about mm, visiting the kings ourselves, but he is quite formidable. I would strongly suggest you come prepared.
2: Excellent. So, we have your blessing in this
0: matter.
1: As long as you don't bring any level 21 crew into this or mention us in any way shape or form or the collective, we have nothing to say about this. If captured, the director will disavow any knowledge of the operation. <laughs>
3: <laughs> now, in terms of how happy you would be to hear that we're successful.
1: Oh, we would be pretty happy, but I believe the Hard Scrabble Collective would be quite happy and probably want to meet you afterwards has a price ever been established for this happiness (laughs) yes as i said before the gear in their headquarters is probably worth quite a pretty penny i'm sure if it went and disappeared i'm sure no one would notice
2: Okay, I'm not quite sure what that. Yeah, I don't right. know what well, that, that, means, mean? <laughs> yeah. that, means, that means. that means no pay, and you get to keep
3: what you kill.
4: Yeah, you can't. We we need a price on happiness, is what we need.
3: Yeah, the price uh, is yeah. zero. Apparently, <laughs> happiness is-, is its own reward. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm That's sorry. With the Starfinder Society. Now this group. Apparently, people here aren't big about the whole pay-to-play thing.
2: That's right. Well, you have to earn it. Like you're you're actually who are you? You know, you're you're um, you're, you're kind of small potatoes, Rusty. I'm sorry.
3: I'm a little hurt, yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, you got to earn your reputation. And in fact, the only thing that matters is the hunt. I say we hunt them down and eliminate them. It should be fun.
3: Here's a question, and and I'm asking this of our, our new uh, friend, uh, Javaxa. Uh, is there an after hours at the club when they're still around? When there are not crowds of innocent people?
1: Unfortunately, the club is nearly 24-7. It's probably least crowded at the late hours, four or five in the morning. And that's also probably a good time to actually find some of the leadership crew there. During the morning hours, I would say they're not there. But that's something else, is that you should make sure that the people you wish to visit are actually at the club, because it would be a shame if you visited and did all this hard work For no effort. No reward.
4: It's the hour that the vacuum cleaners come out to clean up the casino,
2: right? I've been in the casino at that hour. It's such a
3: creepy time. Many, many
2: times. Yes.
3: Uh, Isn't four or five in the morning in like about an hour? That is true.
1: That is true. You're quite knowledgeable about time, good sir.
3: (laughs) In spite of his best efforts, Rusty can't help but feel kind of proud at the compliment.
1: He says, yes, tonight would probably be an excellent night if you wish to pay them a visit. All right. Sounds good. We'll be back in a jiffy. We'll be back for our reward.
3: Okay, go to a public place, commit mass murder, kill some people we don't know, then come back. Okay, cool. Got it.
1: Do you actually say that out loud?
3: Uh, Mumbling under my breath. Uh, he, He may not have heard.
1: He actually looks, maybe hears you or knows your hesitance. He says, if it makes you feel any better... There's no love lost between, well, pretty much everyone and the kings. Taking them out would be a great service to all good folk in Absalon Station.
3: Yeah, they're big bullies. So you're saying the argument is yes, but they were all bad?
1: Well, you know, sometimes you have to take out the trash to clean up the station.
3: All righty. Sounds good. Uh,
4: we have the location, we have the address and everything, right? Yes. I say we go there,
2: and on the way there, I want to discuss a, a tactics thing. Um, I'm thinking we sort of stagger in, you know, like don't go in as one group and just sort of, you know, pick different spots inside the place. And then, um, because we do need to confirm that they're there, I'm pretty stealthy. I can maybe sneak around and check out in the back and see if they're if they actually are there. And if they are, then we then we can then we can follow up on that
1: also just as a logistical question how normal or abnormal would it be to like bring my drone into a club do i have to leave them outside or um it won't be that um, abnormal because mechanics do bring their drones around i will say bringing your drone with weapons is sometimes frowned upon it depends upon the location like, obviously, if you were going to, like, a sporting event, you couldn't be bringing your firearms. Like, even you bringing firearms in, into this park is a little iffy. Think of Absalon Station kind of like Firefly, you know, that type of level. Like, everyone's kind of walking around with weapons. It's a little bit Wild westy. y um, There's obviously some places where you can't really do that. So that's kind of the best way to, in my... So if I, like, park them inside the door for a little bit, it probably wouldn't attract too much attention or something. Or put him right outside. It would probably be the equivalent of you leave him right outside, or you leave Tying him... up my horse. Yeah, pretty much. But, like, do
2: they make us check our weapons at the,
3: at the door?
1: You're going to find out.
3: Mm, that's a thing. And by the way, guys, have you heard this one? Uh Shunta, a Yusoki, and a Vesque walk into a bar, and the bartender says, hey, is this some kind of joke? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've heard it. That was good. (laughs) Okay, so, yeah, you know where this club is. It's in the lower levels of Absalon Station and deep inside the Downside Kings territory. It's open, as you said before, all hours, day or night. It's about 2.45 in the morning right now. Probably be there by about 3.30 if you leave now. It's up to you what you guys want to do let's go yeah. for
4: it. Yeah, let's do that. And I like yeah, to I like the plan of uh, going in I, as the most threatening, physically threatening character or person. I'm going to come in last. and let you guys do all your I don't have any sneaking or intel gathering abilities, so the you know, I'll bring in the uh yeah, you'll be, be the anchor man I'll bring in the ha- the hammer and then that's when you
2: know
3: well and that's actually I think that that's effective visually but also how would you feel about if we just treated you like our henchman or our lackey he don't he doesn't like that I mean like all the time
4: <laughs> yeah well that 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 will just uh, precipitate uh the uh, the melee basically so all right. whenever you want you want it whenever you want combat just initiate <laughs>
3: Roll for combat. So so we'll stick a pin
2: in that. Okay, cool. All right, so if everyone's okay with the staggering in plan, I'm gonna, I'll am going go first.
1: Okay. So you get up to the nightclub. You see some neon uh, neon lights brightening the otherwise dingy space station corridor here, advertising the main entrance to the Fusion Queen. There appears to be the club's logo, a stylized crown, as a variant of the Downside King symbol, which you... No, because you have one of their patches mm-hmm. there's also a very large sign that says no weapons allowed right by mm. the door you see two guards that are standing there give you the stink eye Her- so what are you going to do
2: oh I wanted to come in for a drink
1: they look at you and they say no weapons allowed
2: Uh, alright I guess I gotta go home and put them back in my apartment I'll be back we, you don't. You can't check your door, weapons at the door, or no?
1: These two women, human women, look pretty nasty and pretty mean. And they also have weapons themselves: a club <laughs> and laser pistols. They seem to be holding like like one of their hands. They're already holding the clubs in one hand and putting their hand on the laser pistol for the other one. They ain't messing around, and they're like, "No weapons allowed." There's plenty of other places for riffraff like you.
3: Okay i'll be back thank you Uh, i can't remember who's our spellcaster
2: oh all right well that they no weapons allowed so we gotta think about this let's like go around the corner and talk so they out of their eyesight you're out of sight you're out of of sight sight. i'm in the dark alley um i mean we could try and sort of hide these things but you know hide a weapon like concealed weapons but
1: do we think there are any other entrances that we could use Nope. Uh, that's a good no, back, from what yeah, you can tell, backing. yeah. I mean, from the from, from the station, what's one thing you know about station life is the entrances and exits are minimal. It's very tight, you know, like no wasted space, even for a space station of this size. So, like, this appears to be the d- double doors, appear to like, to be literally the only entrance and exit. And from what you... And from what you know, like even like, you know, the garbage, it's like New York City, like the garbage is put outside. It's not like they even have a back alley for garbage, you know, it's just the way it is. So, so in the future, there is no fire code. Good to know. <laughs> that's on the station. There's no fire code, especially this part of the station. Well, it's this the is, puddles. Yeah, it's the puddles. If, if that's their policy,
4: uh, Mo is thinking that it might just be better to change the management uh i suggest that i lead a just we meander kind of past them i'll kind of pass their door you know like pretend that we're walking and then we all just destroy them
2: you mean the guards
4: up front. yeah yeah just absolutely wipe out the guards in front and then just lead the charge from there because i mean honestly if if this is a search in the i'm sorry if, if this is a sweep and clear mission, <laughs> then uh, we're going to have to deal with these guards anyway. So let's let's do it. Uh, let's do this smart.
3: Well, I I would say on the doing it smart thing, another recommendation that was made to us: is let's make sure the people we want to kill are actually here first.
2: Right, that's true too. All right. Well, they. I,
3: I say tonight we go in, we get a drink, we check out the scene. Tomorrow we go in and. Perhaps some other things will
4: happen. We we don't need to wait 24 hours for that. I mean, we send in Rylor, or I'm sorry, we send in uh, Hiroji. Hiroji, and uh, he scopes the place, comes out 10 minutes later. We have an idea whether or not they're in there and
2: what the layout is. Right. So, like, here, hold my weapon. Yeah. Because so no- so, I'm not going to like yeah. just leave my weapons on the ground somewhere. So. You can hold my weapons. Well, and then yeah. I can go and do a quick reconnaissance and come back out quickly. I won't take a lot of time.
4: Yeah, twenty. Okay,
2: yeah.
3: but I'm going to ask you to look for whether or not, like, a frontal assault is just guaranteed to lead to like mass panic and crowds and people. Yeah,
2: I'll, I'll know, note killing the each other. Uh, number of guards and whatnot. And
1: do you do you have a communicator? And can I you, do. Then yeah. you leave your comms open.
2: Yeah, leave your comms open. Yeah, exactly. I have a I have an yeah. Apple Watch. Well, this is also late you have, hours. You have an iStar.
4: Yeah. These these are off hours, so it probably won't be very crowded, so that's why we're going this time. So
3: Club at three in the morning? Yeah. I
2: like this plan because Hiroji takes all the risk. Yeah, I'm taking a big risk, but I, I That part I, works. I, I already had a, a big shot, so I'm I'm feeling emboldened from that um whatever that was.
1: Bathtub gin. moonshine moon flask of the Seven Winds.
2: Yeah exactly six, mm, six demon bag six
1: demon bag
2: <laughs> all right so yeah I, I say hmm actually i think i might trust uh, tuttle the most here tuttle can you hold on to my weapons and uh i'm gonna go and i'll be right back very well just don't put them in your mouth pouch
3: i
1: thought about it just to annoy <laughs> you
2: one of them's a grenade i don't think you want to do that
1: all right so mm, saliva
2: hello again i'm back
1: they look at you, and they say, Disarmed. no weapons. No weapons. You can search They, They do. They ask you they frisk it. to Oh yeah, that, definitely. They both frisk you. One of them is holding a club ready to bash your head in. These are definitely not the most friendly of people. They frisk you, and you have no weapons. Nope. And they do quite a thorough frisking.
2: Oh, nice.
1: And they say, normally we only let the dapper and those that seem like they belong at this club. But we'll make an exception for you.
2: Thank you very much. I do appreciate that.
1: She steps aside and you can walk into the club. I'm very thirsty. Do you go into the club? Are there two guards or one? Two guards. Two female guards. Yeah, two female guards. As you open the doors, you realize that this will be to be continued.
2: No, I want to go in now.
1: Nope, you, you have to wait. That's,
3: that's good, Cliffhanger.
1: So, we'll pick this up next week. Sounds good. Hey, it's Steve again. Welcome to the end of the show. Hope you enjoyed that episode. I got a whole bunch of things to go over, so let's get right into it. First up, I have a question from a viewer, or listener, should I say. If you have any questions, feel free to write us at contact at rollforcombat.com, or you can message us on Facebook or talk to us on Discord. There's a 100% chance we'll answer your question, and i say a 98% chance we'll read it on the air, especially if it's relevant to the show or Starfinder in general. The question is from Rob, and he asked basically what a take 20 or a take 10 means. So that is shorthand for instead of rolling a die, you take a 10 or take a 20. Give a little bit longer explanation. Since version three of Dungeons and Dragons, characters have had what's called skills. And in Starfinder, that's no different since it's derived from Pathfinder, which was derived from 3.5 version of D&D. And if you ever hear me say 3.5, that's the version of D&D that this is all kind of based off of. You have skills like culture, diplomacy, disguise, engineering, perception, piloting, athletics, survival, stealth, and so on. These skills all have numbers, and the higher the number, the better chance of succeeding at them. So characters can have a skill of actually negative, believe it or not, it is possible to have negative skill to really anything. Just to give you an idea, at these levels, a rank of 4 or 5 is pretty good, and a rank of like 7 or 8 is really, really good. And Hiroji actually has a lot of 7s and 8s, because his character is kind of a skill monkey. What that means is that you roll a die and then add your skill. So, for example, if you have a skill of 5 and you roll a die and get a 10, then your result is 15. And to actually succeed at things, you often need to get a certain number. So, for example, hacking a computer at these levels needs a skill roll of about a 17. So if you want to hack a computer, you take your computers and then roll the d20, and then that is the result. Take 10 or take 20 is just shorthand for saying, instead of rolling the die, I'm going to take a 10 or I take a 20 on my die roll. A few notes about that. You can only take a 10 or take a 20 if there's no distractions and no chance of failure whatsoever. For example, you can't take a 10 if you're trying to hack a computer that has countermeasures or if you're trying to disarm a trap. The reason being is that if you roll too low, like you get a 3 or something, you could actually then set off the trap or set off the computer countermeasures. And in fact, that's exactly what happened to Tuttle when he tried to break into the apartment and rolled a 1, and then he got electrocuted. So he could not take a 10 in that episode. Another note is that you can never take a 10 or 20 in combat. The only times you can do it is if you're doing something you have a lot of time to do. And generally, it only takes 6 seconds to a minute to take a 10. It really depends upon the action. To take a 20 means you are going to do everything in your power to get the highest possible roll. Basically, what that means from Gaming Sense is that you do it 20 times. And eventually, if you do it 20 times, you're eventually gonna get a 20. You're gonna get every die roll between one and 20. Taking a 20 also takes 20 times longer than a single die roll or a take 10 will do. So while a take 10 or a die roll might only take six seconds, a take 20, since you're doing it 20 times, can take two minutes to 20 minutes to even longer. So you only really take a 20 if you absolutely wanna succeed or attempt to succeed and you have a lot of free time. So if you ever hear us say that, which you probably will quite a bit, it's just shorthand. And something about Starfinder is you can take a 20 pretty often, because it's like using Space Google. will allow you to look up things, and most times you can just take a 20, and that's that. So if you have any other questions, feel free to write us, and I promise we will answer it on the show. Next thing up is I wanted to talk about our Discord channel. Someone asked us if we could actually post pictures and images to show you what's going on. We thought that was a great idea. So if you go to our Discord channel, you can go to our website, just rollforcombat.com, and it has it right there, because the Discord channel URL is insane. And you can join the Discord channel. We're all there. You can talk to us. We're on pretty often. I'm on almost always. In addition, there's an area of the Discord channel where I post pictures of all the battle maps All the images the players see. Everything the PCs see, you can now see. And we have one for every single episode. So any of the NPCs, any of the battle maps, anything. I post them after every episode. Also, make sure you keep checking out the Talking Combat. That's the recap of every episode by Jason. He's been doing a fantastic job. They're very long and detailed. I personally love them myself, just to see what Jason thinks of each episode uh, from a player point of view. And you can find those all up on the website. And if you have any ideas to help improve the show, let us know. Because so far, a lot of the ideas that we've been doing, like having character introductions, which we now have, that was from a, a listener. Having these images posted, that was from a listener. And other items that we keep adding. If you have a good idea, let me know. And there's a good chance that we can do it and it's not too crazy, we'll add it to the show. And then finally, we have the contest. Once again... If you contact us and your name is called, you will get a $25 Amazon gift card. We'll continue this contest for the rest of October and then all of November. And then in the beginning of December, we'll have a grand prize given out. Everyone who entered will have a chance to win. And everyone who entered will also get something free. So let me see. Again, this is completely random. We have about 100 entries at this point. And this is from ComicFan92. His real name is Tom, and he said he found us through Facebook. He's a big fan, and he put a really nice review on Stitchers, and I think iTunes as well. Congratulations, Tom. Just contact me, and you will get your prize. And finally, finally, I almost forgot I was going to list my top three favorite modules of all time. I almost forgot about that. So, once again, here's what I found as my top three Level 1 modules of all time. So, of all the adventures, I'd say Level 1 and Level 2 are by far my favorites, which made me think real quick, if any of you are interested in reading some of these, I would strongly recommend checking them out and just seeing how they're written. It's really fascinating to see how these things are constructed and what the authors were thinking when they built them. With that, I was thinking, what are my top three favorite level one adventures? So I've read hundreds and hundreds of adventures. I have multiple bookshelves filled with Pathfinder, Dungeons and Dragons, 3.5, 4th edition, you name it. I have hundreds and hundreds of modules, hundreds of role-playing books. And I read a lot of adventures just because I like to see how they're written. To me, it's like reading a book. And in fact, when Dungeon Magazine was canceled... I almost cried because I love that magazine to death. I'd say my third favorite adventure for low-level characters was Idols of the Rat King. It's a Dungeon Crawl Classics adventure from 2003 by Goodman Games. That actually was the very first Dungeon Crawl Classic they ever came out with. They're these old-school adventures that look like first edition Dungeons and Dragons, but they were written for 3.5. I actually love all the Dungeon Crawl Classic Adventures by Goodman Games. I think all of them are really good. This one is excellent. It's a dungeon crawl. It's got a nice mixture of low-level to high-level monsters. There's a very real chance of death. And in fact, there's even a lot... There's some traps in there that are way over the characters' levels. And it's, it's great. My second favorite one is Crypt of the Everflame, which was the very first module ever released for Pathfinder. It's out of print, but you could easily download the PDF. That is also another dungeon crawl. It's really fun. It's very tight. And there's actually a cool backstory. It's, it's a lot of fun. I'm not going to ruin it if you haven't read it before. But if you're interested, I would definitely get it. But by far, without a doubt, my favorite level one adventure and one of my favorite adventures of all time, period, end of story, is The Whispering Karn by Eric Mona himself my favorite adventure path of all time without a doubt is the age of worms that thing is absolutely fantastic it was the second adventure path ever made in dungeon magazine and it's got some of the best adventures ever written you have eric mona mike merles sean k reynolds jason Bowman, richard pet he wrote two adventures and he's my favorite author of all time greg a vaughn james jacobs It's unbelievable. This is like a who's who of adventure writers, and they each wrote adventures for this, and Pet wrote two, and everything he writes is great. This adventure is incredible. It is a level one adventure, level one to level two. It has a fantastic backstory, and it is easily one of the greatest dungeons I've ever seen. This dungeon is fantastic. I love it. I sometimes just read it for fun. It's one of the greatest adventure paths ever written. You can still find people are still converting it to this day for Pathfinder. It is absolutely fantastic. If you have the chance to run it or to play it, I strongly recommend it. It's a very long adventure path. It's 12 modules as opposed to the standard six, but it is well worth it. Anyhow, I'm blabbing on here. If any of you are interested in knowing more about modules and D&D and Pathfinder and so forth, feel free to hit me up with any questions you might have. Please follow us on Facebook and give us a like and follow us on Twitter. And if you want to chat with us, come to Discord. There's no shortage of ways to get in touch with us. And a real quick note, we have some amazing people coming on the show in a couple weeks. We've been setting up some heavy hitters in the industry that are going to come. Talk to us and play some NPCs. This has been in the works for quite some time. And we also have some amazing original content coming in a few weeks that is being created by some of the actual Starfinder designers themselves that is going to be just for you guys. So, with that, I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Roll for Combat.
0: You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Starfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com or drop us a line at contact at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, and other social media platforms. To Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember to attack the darkness.